Reign Supreme, the podcast. <laughs> because it's a journey to reign supreme. Let's talk about it. Well, hello, future visionaries. Come on in. Come on in. You know what I need you to do? I need you to imagine for me a place where shattered dreams line the walls and beds are made with regrets. Whether it's personal or professional, this is a place that we've all checked into at least once in our lives. It's called the Heartbreak Hotel. How many of you have receipts from your stay? (laughs) Today, we're inviting you to embark on a journey through its many rooms, emotions, and encounters. This isn't just another podcast episode today. It's a voyage into the heart of human resilience, the ultimate quest to conquer the most powerful force known to us, the force of heartbreak. Welcome to Rain Supreme, the podcast. I'm your host, Coach Journey Rain, and this is no ordinary episode. We're about to unravel the intricate labyrinth of emotions, thoughts, and circumstances that can lead us into the depths of the Heartbreak Hotel. But here's the real power of this episode today. We're going to equip you with the tools to escape its grasp, find the exit, and emerge not just unscathed, but stronger than ever before. So in this 30 to 45 minute episode today, you'll hear about rooms with names like the Depression Suite. Loneliness Lounge, Self-Loathing Chambers, Insecurity Inn, Anxiety Boudoir, Hate Chambers, and the No Accountability Lounge. But these rooms aren't just metaphors. They are real emotional battlegrounds where people like you and me get trapped. But stay with us because we will show you the way out of each one of them. So no, this is not just a podcast today. This is your chance to reign supreme over your emotions, to navigate the maze of heartbreak, and to emerge victorious. This is your opportunity to conquer the unyielding force that is the Heartbreak Hotel and take control of your life. So grab a cup of tea, cup of coffee, glass of champagne even, a cozy blanket, and join us as we embark on this awe-inspiring journey through the Heartbreak Hotel. And by the end of this episode, you should be equipped with the knowledge and strength to face heartbreak head-on. You'll have the power to check out, and as you step back into the world, you'll do so with a heart full of resilience and a spirit that truly reigns supreme. So don't check out on this podcast just yet. Your journey is about to begin and the exit sign is just ahead. Stay with us as we explore the deepest chambers of the heart and uncover the secrets to unlocking your own strength. Go ahead and subscribe to Reign Supreme, the podcast on your favorite platform so you'll never miss an episode. And join us on this extraordinary expedition to conquer the Heartbreak Hotel. 
Are you ready? Your journey through the heartbreak maze starts right now. So, let's describe this hotel, shall we? Remember, everything on this podcast taps into the power of the imagination. So, we're going to create a mental visual of this hotel to make it live for us, okay? So, the Heartbreak Hotel is an architectural masterpiece. It stands as an embodiment of our deepest desires and dreams. From the outside looking in, it's a breathtaking spectacle, a symbol of opulence, elegance, and the promise of endless joy. Its facade glistens under the sun, adorned with intricate details and shimmering glass windows that reflect the sky and the surrounding beauty. Grand sweeping archways lead you to a grand entrance where a magnificent chandelier hangs like a radiant jewel, casting a warm, inviting glow. The exterior gardens are meticulously manicured with vibrant, fragrant flowers in full bloom, winding pathways, and fountains that dance to the melodies of the wind. Guests approach the Heartbreak Hotel with hope and excitement, captivated by its resplendent exterior, which stands as an embodiment of everything they thought they wanted. Upon entering, guests are greeted by a vast marbled lobby adorned with classical artwork and elegant furnishings. The scent of fresh flowers, lavender and vanilla, lingers in the air, and soft, soothing music plays in the background. Friendly, impeccably dressed staff offer warm smiles, promising to make your stay unforgettable. The rooms are luxurious, furnished with the finest materials and designer decor. Each room is a work of art, carefully designed to cater to your every desire. Plush oversized beds with pillows and high thread count linens invite you to sink into their embrace. Floor-to-ceiling windows offer panoramic views of a paradise that seems too good to be true. But as you settle into your room, and the door slowly closes and locks behind you, you start to see the truth. The Heartbreak Hotel, with its stunning exterior and lavish decor, is merely a facade. The beauty and luxury it promises are empty and cold, like a mirage in the desert. The rooms reveal a different reality, where the opulence disguises a profound sense of despair, and the reality of where you are sets in. The Heartbreak Hotel isn't just a catchy name for those who love Elvis, it's a trap. One that you placed yourself in, and one you will have to get yourself out of. The Heartbreak Hotel, with its captivating exterior and luxurious decor, 
serves as a vivid metaphor for the trap we often find ourselves in when we allow our emotions to lead without the wisdom of our intellect. It symbolizes the entanglement that occurs when we fail to protect our heart, mind, and emotions from both external provocations and unprovoked internal turmoil. It's the poignant reminder that without the discerning wisdom of intellect, the most alluring facades can conceal profound inner struggles, ultimately leading us into the confines of the Heartbreak Hotel. So let's set the stage, right? We've already determined the Heartbreak Hotel isn't a physical place. It's a state of mind. It's like a haunting melody that plays on repeat within the chambers of your soul. It's as if the universe has transformed every song on the radio into a secret message, a reflection of your inner turmoil. And you can escape the poignancy of each note. Like someone told the DJ what you were going through. <laughs> You don't think I understand heartbreak? Honey, listen, I can tell you a thing or two about heartbreak. Heartbreak is like a heavy, invisible anchor lodged in your chest, dragging your heart into the abyss with each passing moment. Your emotions swell like an uncharted sea with waves of sorrow crashing against the shores of your resolve threatening to erode the walls you've built, the ones you promised yourself that you would never let down for anyone else. And then here they come, and you're feeling like Tamia sang in the song, how did you get here? Nobody's supposed to be here. And you let them in, and they shattered those walls that you fought with everything in you to build. And when they left, they left you shattered, broken, with no protection, and vulnerable. And here it comes without your permission. Heartbreak. It's the emotional turmoil that can come from the end of a relationship, the loss of a loved one, the loss of a career, or even the disappointment of unfulfilled dreams. So we're going to delve into three factors that can land us in the Heartbreak Hotel. So there are three things that can cause you to be a guest at the Heartbreak Hotel. First is the thought trap. We've all had those moments when we can't stop replaying the past, wondering what we could have done differently, uh, wondering what we could have been if we would have. So we'll explore how our thoughts can keep us locked in the Heartbreak Hotel and how to break free from those cycles. Next, it's the emotion vortex. It's that whirlwind of emotions that can overwhelm us and make it feel impossible to escape heartbreak. So we'll talk about how to navigate these emotions in order to regain control. And finally, we have the circumstantial quicksand because sometimes the external circumstances of our lives 
can really lead us into the Heartbreak Hotel without us even realizing it. So we'll explore ways to identify these circumstances and how to find a way out of it. And to be honest with you, if we learn to get our thoughts and emotions under control, handling our circumstances would be a piece of cake. But we're so afraid. We're afraid of being alone. And do you know what alone really means? All one. We're so afraid of being all one. That's what happened during the pandemic. Individuals came face to face and were left alone with themselves for a long period of time for the first time and they didn't like what they saw. So you have to learn to be all one or alone will become lonely and you'll find yourself as a guest in our first room, the Loneliness Lounge. So let's talk about the Loneliness Lounge for all of my lonely hearts out there. So picture yourself in the corridor of the Heartbreak Hotel, where the walls are echoing with whispers of past heartaches. The journey to the Loneliness Lounge often begins when you experience a profound loss, be it a breakup, the absence of a loved one, or a sense of abandonment. But it can also begin with a major change, like moving to a new place, experiencing the end of a significant relationship, or even when family and friends drift away for various reasons. It's that moment when your support system, which you once thought was unbreakable, starts to crumble. These emotions act as a guide, leading us down a winding path until you find yourself standing at the entrance of the Loneliness Lounge. This room is like a vacuum for your soul. It can be especially suffocating as it makes you feel like you're the only person on the planet. Here, you are the sole occupant of a vast emotional desert And even the most outgoing individuals can find themselves trapped in the merciless embrace of solitude. When you enter, the atmosphere of the loneliness lounge is heavy with solitude. The room is dimly lit, casting long shadows that dance along the walls. The air feels still, as if time itself has come to a standstill. Every sound is muted and the silence is deafening. The furniture, once vibrant, now appears faded, mirroring the melancholy that permeates the space. The room is adorned with empty chairs, each one a symbol of unspoken conversations and missed connections. In the loneliness lounge, you find yourself haunted by memories of happier times. The walls echo with laughter that once filled the air, emphasizing and accentuating the void that now surrounds you. It's a place where even your own reflection seems distant, as if you're observing yourself from afar. You might find yourself checking into the loneliness lounge when life takes an unexpected turn. 
In this room, the feeling of isolation grows like a persistent shadow, casting doubt on the existence of meaningful connections. The days were once filled with laughter and companionship, now stretch long and silent, echoing the emptiness that has taken root within your heart. As you check into the loneliness lounge, the world outside seems to recede in the distance. The once familiar faces become fleeting shadows and you're left yearning for the companionship you used to have. Even in a crowded room, you feel like a solitary traveler in a foreign land, unable to bridge the emotional chasm that separates you from others. This isolation can lead to a cycle of self-doubt and insecurity. You may question your ability to connect with people or wonder if you're somehow inherently unlikable. It's like a heavy fog that obscures the path to meaningful relationships, making it difficult for you to see your way out. Is there anyone out there right now who has a key to the loneliness lounge? So let's look at how we end up here. Because one thing about the Heartbreak Hotel is you don't choose the rooms. The hotel chooses them for you. And you don't really know which room you're going to get until it's too late and you're already stuck. So in order to escape, you have to admit one thing to yourself. That one thing is, I accepted this key. We have to admit to ourselves that we brought ourselves to this hotel. Now you have to ask yourself why and how. You see, overcoming loneliness can be a challenging but rewarding journey. Here are some steps to help you navigate and conquer the feelings of loneliness so that you can escape the loneliness lounge. So number one, you can start with self-reflection. Begin by understanding the root cause of your loneliness. Are you experiencing a significant life change, such as a move or a breakup? Knowing the source of your loneliness can help you address it more effectively. You have to be willing to do the one thing that is hard for us to do. Take a look at ourselves. You see, self-reflection isn't about assessing the actions of others. It's about assessing the actions of self. And once you learn to start looking at yourself before you look at others, you'll be well on your way to checking out. So take a look at yourself. Remember the three things that can get us trapped in the Heartbreak Hotel. The thought trap, the emotional vortex, circumstantial quicksand. So do you feel lonely because your thoughts tell you that you are? Assess why your thoughts are trained on loneliness. Is it your emotions based on thought? Because although they are not the same, your thoughts about a thing will trigger your emotions about it. Once you change the thought, you'll change the emotion. So let me give you an example. You had a major breakup, right? Now you're feeling lonely because you no longer have the individual who you invested so much in. So examine the breakup. What was your part in the breakup? 
Was it time, energy, communication, or lack thereof? Was the breakup mutual? And here's where you have to be honest with self because we spend so much time looking externally, but this time is going to require some introspection and honesty with yourself. No, I didn't spend enough time. No, I didn't communicate the way one should with the person they love. I contributed to this breakup and I take full responsibility for my part in it. Or maybe you you weren't on the same page. You were on one page and your partner was on another. That's why you have to learn how to turn the pages together. And this is something we'll deal with more when we get to the managing your ship segments. But even if you made a mistake, forgive yourself. A lot of loneliness that we experience is due to the unrealistic expectations that we place on ourselves. So we hold on to the guilt because how did I let this happen? So it's not that you don't trust others. The truth is you really don't trust yourself. Reach out. Stop being afraid to reach out to those who have proven to you they can be trusted. If the error was yours, fix it. There's a scripture that says, Pride goes before destruction and a haughty spirit before a fall. If you are too prideful to admit you messed up and say sorry, you're the problem, not them. If the separation was not your fault, learn to be okay with it. People are in your life for a season, a reason, or a lifetime, right? Stop putting lifetime expectations on seasonal and reasonal people. Before you go all in, make them measure up. When you love someone, be it friend or relationship, literally what you are doing is taking your heart, placing it in their hands, and saying, I give you permission to do with this what you will, and you're hoping they won't drop it or break it. You're hoping they will see the value in it and treasure it. Let me ask you a question. Would you give a Fabergé egg to a five-year-old? What about giving the Hope Diamond to a teenager? Would you allow someone that you just met to wear the crown jewels no why because they don't understand its value so why don't you place the same amount of value on your heart why do we so callously give our hearts and our bodies to individuals who haven't proven to us that they understand its value you have to know where the people in your life stand Pay attention to the signs. There are always signs. We just allow our hearts to cause us to ignore them. Develop a strong support system. Those are lifetime connections. Those will be those individuals who will be there through thick and thin and not just when the weather is good. Many times we are lonely Because we didn't take the time to vet who we allowed into our inner sanctum. And that's why we have to be careful who we attach to and who we allow to attach to us. Sometimes we are lonely 
because we are so bitter. We're bitter with ourselves. We're bitter with life, with family. We're just bitter. Have you ever met anyone like that? They can't seem to find anything to be happy about. And that brings us to our next room, which is actually a double suite. It's the anger in which is attached to the hate chambers. First, let's go into the anger in. So picture a suite ablaze with fiery hues, walls painted in shades of burning crimson, and furnishings that seem to vibrate with the energy of a raging storm. The air crackles with electric tension, mirroring the intensity of emotions that surge within its confines. Mirrors on the walls reflect the fury in your eyes, amplifying the raw power of your anger. Your journey to the anger end often begins when you feel wronged or betrayed. Injustice can spark the flames of anger, and this suite becomes a crucible where emotions ignite like a roaring inferno. The allure of anger lies in its power to protect your wounded heart, to serve as a defense mechanism against the world's injustices. When you're in the anger end, you feel like a volcano on the verge of eruption. You're consumed by a fury fire, a fiery anger that surges through your veins. It's a relentless burning sensation that courses through your body, making your heart race and your muscles tense. Your mind becomes a battleground of turbulent thoughts, each one more infuriating than the last. You might feel a pounding in your chest your hands trembling with the intensity of your emotions. It's as if a storm is raging within you and every interaction, every memory feels like a lightning bolt of frustration. The anger in magnifies the injustices you faced and intensifies your desire for retribution or vindication. Stop. What ship do you know has ever lasted long on a turbulent sea? This room is characterized by a sense of isolation and hostility. So you may push people away as the rage within you creates a wall that feels impenetrable. You might feel like you're trapped in a burning building and your instinct is to push everyone out for their safety even if it's your own emotional well-being that's truly at risk. Visitors in the Anger Inn often find themselves oscillating between brooding over past wrongs and plotting their retaliation. Now let's cross the threshold into hate chambers. Here, the atmosphere is even more ominous with walls painted in dark, foreboding colors that seem to absorb any hint of light. Broken fragments of what could have been beautiful art are scattered, scattered throughout, mirroring shattered dreams and fractured relationships that led you here. The air resonates with negativity 
and the room seems to carry the scent of acrid bitterness. Distorted mirrors reflect back a distorted version of yourself, intensifying feelings of resentment and anger. Within the hate chambers, emotions are like a heavy suffocating fog, obscuring the path to understanding and forgiveness. It's as if a storm cloud has taken residence in your heart, casting a shadow over every aspect of your existence. Every breath feels like a burden, and your thoughts are relentless, whispering dark thoughts of vengeance. Visitors find themselves in the hate chambers when anger festers and transforms into an overwhelming hatred. It's the room where negativity thrives and the walls appear to absorb all the bitterness, trapping individuals in a never-ending cycle of self-destructive thoughts and emotions. Because there's no light here, Guests of the hatred chambers are not only a danger to others, they are also a danger to themselves. There's no light in this room, so there's no vision. You can't see your way around, so you create a bigger mess by bumping into things you can't see. And because you've been in the dark so long and you've gotten used to the darkness and the damage, you no longer care what it looks like in the light. You don't even care to be angry any longer, Smeagol. So you're trapped. You hate you're alone. You hate the dark, but you also hate the light. Why does anything have that much power over you? Do you want to know how to get out of these suites? Because you thought your, ang your anger and your hatred would bring you power. But look at where you are, alone, in the dark, broken. Hatred isn't empowering. It's draining. It's draining to have to hold on to that emotion every time you see a person or have a thought or have a conversation. So while you're in that place, this is what I want you to do. Close your eyes. I need you to close your eyes and, and I really need you to see it. Whatever you're mad at, whatever you're angry at, I need you to see it. Give it a face. Give it a name. I need you to see what made you mad. Don't hold back because we're going to get past this. Because this room isn't safe. So see it. See what was done. Hear what was said. See it vividly. Now I need you to do something that no one has probably ever given you permission to do. I need you to feel it. Feel every piece of it. How did it make you feel? Did you go through several emotions before you got here? Feel it. Feel it. Feel it deep down to your core. Are you there? Angry? Frustrated? Now I need you to take some deep breaths. Don't worry, you're safe. Four seconds in, four seconds out. Just keep breathing and tell yourself it's not real. No matter how it feels, no matter how vivid the memory is, it's only a memory. 
it cannot hurt you. Most of all, it can no longer control you. It was real then, but it can no longer hurt you. Tell it it no longer has power over you. Then tell it I release you and reclaim my power. Tell it I forgive you and mean it. Now with each breath, I need you to see it fade away. And along with it, the pain of it. Feel it lift and let go. You know, like in the movies when you see the ghosts go into the light after they've been freed. Just see it lift and let go. If you're really ready to leave this place, baby, you got to let it go. All of it. The pain, the feeling, the hurt. Let it go and forgive. Claim your peace so you can chase your destiny. This has been Episode 5 of Reign Supreme, the podcast with Journey Rain. Don't worry, we're going to continue the Heartbreak Hotel in Episode 6 on next week. We may do a few different episodes because we have a lot more rooms to cover. If you're really ready to kick your learning up a notch, go ahead and check out the course Mindscape, Conquering the Battlefield of the Mind by Coach Journey Rain. The link is in the description on YouTube or on your favorite platform that you're listening on in the podcast description. Thank you for tuning in. And we hope to see you next week on Rain Supreme, the podcast with Coach Journey Rain, because it's a journey to reign supreme. See you next week.